Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, let's say it like now. We are we are empowered. We're an empowered church. And, and I'll say it again on this recording. Everybody in our church is nice. We don't have just a couple of nice people. Come on, somebody. Everybody in this church is nice, loving, caring. Can't nobody come and tell me, man, you know, you got some mean folks at your church. Nobody will ever tell me that. Because you guys are full of the joy of, of the Lord. You're full of love and, and you're just excited and, and a great representation of God in the earth. Amen. And that's what we're supposed to, you know, we're supposed to walk in this. Amen. So I'm happy to be here. How about you? Amen. How many are ready for God to speak directly to you? Okay. Get his attention. Hallelujah. Amen. Which is the highest praise. Let's go ahead and pray before we get into the word this morning. Thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus for blessing us, Lord, blessing us to be here. We thank you for the power of your word. We thank you that we can sit before you and receive this instruction and counsel that comes flowing freely from heaven. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would pour into our hearts and that we would receive this word that will bring in transformation. I bind the work of the devil right now in the name of Jesus, rendering him powerless. And we stand before you, Lord, as a humble people, a humble people dependent upon you. We know if you don't do it, it won't be done. And so we thank you right now that you move and act according to your word. And we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Church said, amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. We have been preaching this series entitled Kings and Priests. Somebody say kings Kings. and priests. priests. We've been preaching this with power and authority and it's been going forth as This is going to be the last message to conclude this series. And I've preached five messages thus far. And and they are messages filled with power. God has brought forth a lot of things through this series of messages. And it is a revelation that is a transforming revelation. How many know there's things that you receive and it just, you're never the same after that? Come on. You, You receive something and after that you're just never the same. You go forward and you say, well, I can't go back to the way I used to think. I mean, now something has turned on in me and there's no going back. And so you move forward from this place. But it's a great revelation that God has poured out for this body of Christ to prepare us. Now, he has to prepare us for the work ahead. Amen. He has to prepare us for the work of ahead. We've been looking at Mark 16, 15. Amen. By now, you ought to have that memorized. That's your assignment. And it's a big one. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, do you know your assignment? Come on, look at your neighbor and say, do you know what you're supposed to do? Amen. Praise the Lord. It is a big assignment in Mark 16, 15. The Bible says for us to go. Jesus told the disciples, go ye into all the world and do what? Preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. And we've looked at the Amplified on this and it says the whole human race. So nobody is exempt. That's why I know that God will be sending me out on different places. Amen. That's why God is sending us to the Philippines. Amen. That's why you as king stepped up so that you can do your part in this. Amen. Not everyone goes, but everybody can be a part of the sending. And that is helping us to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish in the earth. Amen. 
And so we know that these are the two major anointings that God has released in the body of Christ to get the job done. Amen. To get the job done, to get this assignment completed, this job that we have to do in the earth. And I want you to just by faith, amen, and confidence now, uh, I want you to go ahead and look at your neighbor and say, we are in position. Oh, come on. I'm speaking live. I told you, listen, I told you last week that, listen, I'm going to start speaking past your problems. Come on, somebody. I'm going to start speaking to the champion in you. I'm going to start speaking to what you are becoming. Amen. Because I already see it. Maybe you don't see it yet, but I'm going to start calling it forth, speaking it out as the man of God in this place, because I know what's in you. So look at your neighbor again and say, we are in position. Now, see, we are a mighty army. I told you last week that we are building an army of kings, an army of kings, not just churchgoers, not just people that go to church, but an army of kings that are excited. They know who they are. They're excited about the work of the Lord and they're getting it done in the earth. Doers. Be you doers, not just hearers only. We are a people of action. Amen. And so I'm speaking this with boldness and confidence. We are in position. Look at your name and say, we know who we are. We know who we are. Come on. Yeah. I, come on, man. This, I'm telling you, I told you last week, you got to get revelation of this. You got to have a renewing of the mind. You got to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You got to have a renewing of the mind. According to Romans 12 to be renewed. You have to be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. You have to get this. You have to get it. You have to know who you are in order to do what God has called you to do. So once again, look at your name and say, we know who we are. Now, here's the next part I want you to say. And we are taking care of our father's business here in the earth. Come on, say it again. Say, and we are taking care of our father's business here in the earth. And we are taking care of our father's business here in the earth. Oh, look at that. Woo, hallelujah. Look at that. You got people that know who they are. You got people that are in position. They know who they are. And they're taking care of their father's business in the earth. How many know we can't lose, church? We cannot lose. We will walk in victory. I want you to know right now today that when you are in position, you cannot be defeated. When you are in position, you cannot be defeated. When this church is in position, when this church is operating the way it's supposed to, that's why God called upon me to release this message of kings and priests so that we get the church house in order. So we get the church. There's no questions. There's no guessing. Amen. Even within myself. You know what? I had to just say, no, no, no. I'm the priest. Amen. All right. Let's just get one thing straight. I'm the priest. Amen. Amen. Get, I had to get the house in order. Amen. That includes me. Amen. I'm the priest. I had to just go. Okay. Yes, Lord. Glory to God. I'm the priest. Amen. We have to get in position. Stay in position then we can do what God wants us to do. When we're in position, I'm the priest. What does that make you guys? King. Come on, don't be hesitant, amen. Look, look at your name and say, I'm a king. I'm a king. Now, I challenge you right now, just, you know, 
on a, on a Sunday morning, just go ahead and say it with a little attitude. I mean, just, you know, throw it out there. I'm a king. Get, go ahead, you know, go ahead, go ahead and throw a stank face on it. Amen. I'm a king. Come on, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Get a neck, get a little neck roll. Get a little neck roll, get a stank face, and just, uh. Amen. Yeah. See, you know who you are. You know who you are. You're confident with this thing, amen? When you got that confidence, amen, you know you can walk it out. You know, you're not asking for no permission and all that stuff from people. You're not looking for no handouts. You're walking in this kingly anointing. You're walking it out. You know, you're looking up. Not looking down, amen? Oh, how many know those days are gone? Those days of being all beat up and down and out and woe is me are gone. I mean, God didn't come and shine the light on you. He didn't shine the light on you, and now it's time for you to step into position. It's time for you to get up and start walking it out. Start expecting greater. Every day. Favor. Surrounding you as with a shield. Good stuff happening, amen. Come on, somebody. You ain't, you listen, you're not looking for the devil no more. He's watching out for you. Come on. You ain't looking for the devil. He's watching out for you. And he's like, oh, there go another king. Oh, man. No, no, another king. Come on. They got too many kings at that church. That's unfair. The devil going to be going to God trying to, trying to have God change the rules. So they, they got too many kings over there. Yes, sir. We are building an army of kings. And we're in position. And when we're in position, all we can do is prosper. All we can do is prevail. Go to Revelations real quick. You already know this scripture. You ought to have it just, uh, you know, mark. Revelations chapter 1. You ought to have it all locked in already. Amen. Go over to God. Over here, man, with all these kings. Shoot. A little confidence. You know, I, I, man, I feel like, you know. See, I, I, I see it, church. I see it spiritually. That's why I get so excited. That's why y- y'all been around me. It don't matter if we packed out or not. It doesn't matter. I'm, this thing is spiritual. I see it. I already see it. Amen. I already see the potential. I already see what God can do. I mean to tell you, man, I see what God can do. Listen, this trip has God and I, I'm, I'm transparent with you, but there was another level that my faith had to go to. Come on, somebody. There was another level that my faith had to go to. I mean, no, God showed up in this situation and he moved and he moved swiftly and he had money coming in. Even it initially started coming in from different places. God was moving. He said, if you just trust me and walk it out, don't be apologizing for nothing. Walk it out and watch this thing. And God. And so guess what that's going to do for the church? Come on, somebody. You think we're going to be worried about the rent? Come on, we will be planning to buy stuff. Come on, church. We'll be planning to buy stuff. We're not going to be worried about no rent. We're going to be planning to buy stuff. We're going to have all that stuff established. We laid out some foundation in this church. We laid out some foundation in in this series. You learned through this series of what the Bible says about the man of God. Come on, somebody. Not my words. Numbers 18. You learned... Because I preached it, so I know you learned it. Amen? I I know you learned it because I preached it. Where where God even revealed that the tithe was to be an inheritance for the priest. 
And the priest ain't supposed to be worried about no finances at all. He got to spend his time hearing from God. He's not supposed to be trying to, well, where are we going to get money from? What you talking about? You're a priest. You are, definitely, you're taken care of. <laughs> if anybody is blessed, you surely are blessed. I mean, to tell you, you ain't got to worry about nothing. Go on and get that word from God. And then you have kings up here talking about, we, oh, no, we kinging up in here. Oh, we don't have no issues in that area. Come on, somebody. Our, our priest is a priest. Ah, I tell you, I'm, I'm now, I've gone into the faith realm on this thing. This is your mindset that I'm speaking into you. And this is what's going to play over in your mind. You'll be saying stuff like, oh, no. Uh, as far as uh, our priests, no, we got that together because we got kings over there at our church. Yeah. I mean, you'll be just in, in talking to other people. Oh, no, no, we, we got kings. No, our, our priest is blessed. Yeah. Oh, what you talking about? He's blessed. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. He, don't, he ain't got time to be out there hustling for nothing else. He need to hustle for the gospel. Oh, come on, church. Now I'm speaking this. I'm speaking it out. Kings lock in. What can God do? He didn't open up an opportunity provided for this trip that we have up and coming. What else will he do? That's just to scratch the surface. That's just, that's just a little something. Amen? And look at that. And so now, as a result... My faith has already gone to that next level. That's why I said last week, I'm not going to be speaking to you based on where you are. Right. I'm speaking to you on based on where you're going because I already seen it. Amen. So I got to call you on up there because that's my job. Amen. That, that's my job. That's what I'm called to do. Once again, we've learned through this series. This is not something you apply for. You have to be called to it. And you got to answer the call. I've answered the call, but how many know when you answer the call, you've got to also pay attention to the details of the job description? <laughs> Come on, you just can't accept a job, amen? Be, you know, somebody calls you and say, you want a job? You say, yeah, I'll take it. You might want to find out what you got to do. What, what does this involve? And can you commit to that? That's what God is speaking to me about. What does this involve? And can you commit? You can't just be praying like everybody else. Everybody do a devotion. God's like, great job. But how many know the priest got to go further than that? You got to do some other stuff that I don't call people to do, amen, because I got to reveal it to you before they get it, and you got to be able to give it to them. Amen? And so we are in position, flowing in the anointing. Everything is working well, Amen? And, and, and we're in that place, amen, where, you know, we're not going to entertain lack. Amen. Come on, somebody. Uh, we're not going to entertain lack. We're not going to have no conversation about it. We're not going to even, you know, that's not something that we need to be prepared for. <laughs> because we're walking in this anointing that God has put upon us. Amen. amen. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. So we know we've been cleaned up. That, that's why we, we're not uh, apologizing for our past anymore. And we're not going around talking about, you know, I'm just a, a filthy sinner. And I'm just no, 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 no. I've been washed. I've, I've been cleaned up. Amen. Uh, no, I'm not 
you know, that's not me. That old person that I used, no, 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 that's not me. I've been cleaned up. But then we know right here we've gotten a new assignment, amen, that he's given us. He's washed us and cleaned us in his own blood. And verse 6, and hath made us kings and priests. And hath made us kings and priests. So what does this mean? He's given us purpose. He's given us an assignment. God has to clean you up and then he has to get you busy about something. Because if you're not busy about something, you'll go back. Come on, somebody. If you don't know how to, if you don't get busy out in the new land that God has given you, you'll go back to Egypt. And so we're not going back. Hey, man, I like the song that the, the choir sang today. I, I can't go back. Oh, no, not me. I mean, no, there's nothing back there for you. But in order for you to go forward and get all that God has for you, you have to press in to purpose. You have to go forward and you have to accomplish these things that God wants you to do. But you're going to have to lock in. And you know right now that you're a king. I know right now that I'm a priest. I know right now that I have to get the what? Somebody help me out. What do I got to get from God? The vision. Amen. Come on. What do I got to get from God? Okay. Amen. And you're a king and you already know that you're a king. And what do you got to get from God? Come on, somebody. The priest gets the. And the kings get the. The priest gets the. And the kings get the. Ooh, and we win and prevail. I'm telling you. And the body of Christ is advanced and we go forth and accomplish great things in the earth. Now, this is a battle plan. This is a battle plan that will defeat the enemy every time. I'm telling you, we're getting ready, church. That's why I'm excited. I want you to get excited. We're getting ready to walk into sweatless victories. Come on, somebody. We're getting ready to walk into sweatless victories. You're getting ready to have stuff fixed that you couldn't fix. Amen. You're getting ready to have stuff start working for your life that was not working before. You're getting ready to run into some opportunities that you didn't get before. Amen. You're getting ready to step into some increase that you have not experienced before. Amen. You're getting ready to experience this new level because you know who you are. Now, I have to say this. If you're not convinced of who you are, you're not going to be able to walk into what God has for you because you, you, you mess God's order up. And so we understand this kings and priests and we've learned this. OK, so I'm getting ready to step into some sweatless victories then. But you know what? I got to pay attention to the order of God. Now, this is a battle plan that will defeat the enemy every single time. Here's what God does. God speaks timing and direction to the priests. He gives he releases instruction to the priest. And then the priest speaks life. Come on, somebody. The priest speaks life into the king. It's my job to see that champion in you. It's my job to see the other side of your mountain. And I'm praying, and Lord, they're climbing, and they try and they're climbing. But see, I see where you're going. And then it's my job to speak that life into you, amen, and you get so encouraged where you're ready to just take the world. I mean to tell you, man, you know, some of you are going to get so excited about this thing. You're going to be like, man, I just can't sit still. Amen. I mean to tell you, I feel like, man, I feel like jumping or something. Come on. Somebody's hearing me this morning. I feel like I don't know what, man, I'm going to have to do something. Glory to God. I didn't got excited. Come on. I'm supposed to speak that into your life. Speaking life into you that comes from heaven. What's the devil saying? You can't do it. You ain't going to make it. Now look at your problems. Look at your bills. Look at your family. Look at your life. Look at all this stuff. Well, you, you, you know, the devil wants to tear you down so low that you can barely crawl your way into church. 
Come on, somebody, you're like, glad I made it. Come on, you, you're not supposed to, glad you made it to church. You're supposed to walk up in here. I'm a king. I'm, the king's in the building. Amen. What, hey, what you got for me, priest? Amen. I'm up in here, amen, to get some instructions. Some of y'all to come up in here, man, with such confidence. And, you, you know, you sit down and get your notepad out. What you got, priest? Come on. Come on. Because I, I know I'm a king, amen. I know I'm a king, and I'm up in here getting my instruction. What, what, what's going on? Come on. Come on, man. I'm, this, is, this is how this works. This is a battle plan. That will defeat the enemy every time. Every king needs a priest to speak into their lives. You have got to have a priest that hears from God. You have to have a priest that is a priest. That is in position as a priest. You can't have no king trying to be a priest. Oh, come on, church. Glory to God. Help us today, Jesus. You can't have no king that's going to decide to jump into this priest thing from time to time. You don't need that. Listen, you don't need that speaking into your life. Oh, let me let me just go ahead and be all the way honest with y'all. Just break it all the way down. I can't be no king. Monday, Tuesday. Be a priest on Wednesday. Come on. Back to a king on Thursday, Friday I'm kinging, Saturday I'm kinging, Sunday, oh, hold on, I'm a priest, and I'm going to speak into your life. Come on, I'm going to give you something fresh from heaven. Come on, I don't even know if you added that up, amen? Uh, you know, and I, I, this little jumping don't bother me, I stay in shape, amen? I, you know, because <laughs> hey, I, got, I got things to do, I can, I can do this all day, amen? I can do this all day, so this... this this don't bother me. But let me help you with this illustration. The days of the week. We got seven. So let's start out Monday. Where's your priest on Monday? Okay. Here's your priest. He, uh, it's Monday. Oh, he's over here kinging. That's one day. Tuesday, where's, where's that? Still kinging. Two days. Wednesday. Oh, it's time to preach. Wait, wait. Let me go back over here. He's going king. For the majority of the day. Come on. Some, oh, wait, it's 730. Priest time. Let me get over here. Let me be this priest. To what? Speak into your life. I got I to gotta speak vision and direction. Got to help you out. Then what are we doing on Thursday? Kinging. What are we doing on Friday? Still kinging. Ah, yeah. Saturday, kinging, yay, kinging. I'm just getting my king on. Amen, yeah. Saturday, I mean Sunday, priest time. And what you supposed to get? And you coming, I already said, you over here coming. King's in the building, what you got, priest? And you supposed to get fresh rhema from heaven. Do you get the illustration I'm trying to make? How many days are there in a week? How many days have been spent kinging? And half. Don't, hey, don't forget about Wednesday. What, hey, what time church started on Wednesday? The church started at 730. Oh, so, oh, so, so we got, so what, we got like six and three quarters. I mean, five and three quarters of kinging. How much time we got for priests? 
But you, but you supposed, but you supposed, I'm supposed to have all the answers. You supposed to walk into all this stuff. I'm supposed to give you instruction, timing, and direction. Come on, somebody. That's why we had to get in order. Say, oh no, no, I got to do what God told me to do. Now we got to switch this thing around. I can't have all the days of the week going to Kenyan. I got to be the priest. I got to trust God according to his word. And that's why I told you guys earlier, I'm not mad at nobody if they're not, the, if they're not king. And I'm not mad at you. I'm just telling you, you will be replaced. Come on, somebody, because God will bring, he has to bring the king. He cannot go outside of his order. He has to bring the king. I'm telling you, he's got to bring kings up in here that are not afraid of finances. Body of Christ will be advanced. Oh, man, you know how much prayer time and all that? Man, I'm, some of you don't even know half the stuff I do spiritually that I've de- then, then, then dove into this and dedicated myself to it. I'll be up in here praying, man, and stuff is, and I, I, I see God answering prayers. And so we look at this, we look at, at, at this battle plan that will defeat the enemy every time. God speaks that timing and direction once again, to the priest. The priest speaks life into the kings. And when both the priests and the kings are locked into position, victory is inevitable. There is no defeat. Victory is inevitable. Now go over here to Second Chronicles. We looked at this earlier on in this sermon series, but I want to really close it out with this same scripture, uh, the, the same chapter here. Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Glory to God. Boy, and, and I'm just excited about the plan of God. I'm just excited to go forth and do what God has called me to do. I'm excited about your future. I'm excited about what God is going to do for your families. Come on, through this series, how I many you know God gave us extra stuff? Come on, some of you that, that were here, you remember God told you how to get your house in order. He told you how, to, how things are supposed to be at the home and all those kind of things. That's all to help us. See, what people have to understand is if you do what's right by God, your whole life gets blessed. You know, you're just not going to be over here with a blessed church and have a jacked up home life. Come on, somebody. You ain't going to be at church and everything is, boy, Pastor said, all of us are nice up in here at the house, I mean, at, at the church, the church house, but how come we're all mean over here at home? All right. that, God's not going to do that. You're going to be blessed everywhere. All areas of your life, prospering, everything. Come on, somebody, your health is right. You lock in a position. Why do you think I can jump around? Because I got things to do. God, I can't be, listen, I can't be going, traveling somewhere and saying, y'all, y'all got a walker? Come on, somebody. Can I, listen, I, can I get a... Can, do you, you don't read about the disciples going over there praying for folks. Come on, hold on, man. My crutch is my, it's stuck in the dirt. Come on. Let me get over Let me pray for you. How about you pray for yourself? Amen. See, I'm going to motivate you and encourage you, amen, because you're going to look up here, and I speak it and decree it with all confidence, you're going to see a healthy priest. Come on, you're going to look over here, and you're going to see a healthy priest. You're going to say, man, my priest, man, he got energy. 
man, he just, that brother, you know, staying trim. I mean, he got it going. Come on, that's what you're going to see. I'm speaking it. You're seeing it. Amen. Come on. He might be able to give me a revelation on how to get my health together. Amen. Come on, somebody. I mean, I ain't got no revelation for you if I'm unhealthy. Come on. Amen. And so I know I got things to do. So I got to be, you know, in shape. Amen. I got to be able to, you know, bend my knees and, and all that kind of stuff. Amen. Come on. You know, that just be one of them stiff preachers. Amen. Just stiff, you know. You can't. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. You know, you have seen them preachers, man. Amen. You've seen them preachers that they doing more sweating than preaching. <laughs> you ever seen that? Amen. Man, you, you're doing more sweating than preaching. Amen. You don't see me up in here. Hold on. Hold on. I got to have endurance because I got a job to do. Amen. But that's going to motivate you. My kings, they're going to be like, well, shoot, man, we, we energetic up in here. I'm going to have you at the house. I'm like, well, you know, I'm a king. Let me go ahead and walk around the block. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. Because you got to be in shape. You got to be in shape to pick up the spoils. Amen. I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying, I'm trying to help you. Some of you don't understand the magnitude of this thing. You got to be in shape as a king to pick up the spoil. I got to be in shape. I got to hear God. And I got to be excited and all this stuff. But you got to be in shape to pick up the spoils. Amen. You can't be going to pick up some spoils. Eh. And you, that's just one treasure. One treasure that God, God's got, he wants this thing, and I'm going to show you, you're going to be picking up the spoils. Okay, come on. Whew, man, we got to get out there and, get, and just bring it in. Spoil, just, oh, wow. Come on, let me get that. And bring it on in and just bring it in the spoils. Energy in the marketplace. A sharp mind. I mean, you got to be a, you got to have a sharp mind to prevail. Other people will go further than you in the marketplace if you don't have a sharp mind. If you can't focus, if you don't have confidence. But all of this is coming together so that we can do what God has called us to do. Okay, so in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, just to paraphrase the first part of it, King Jehoshaphat was basically warned that, you know what, some, some folks are getting ready to come and attack, and they're way stronger than we are. And you know what, I don't know what we're going to do, but this is bad. I mean, these guys are coming to take us out. This was the message he got. I want to show you this, this connection so that you would just have it sewn into your spirit so deeply that you would just live in the revelation of it from here on out. King Jehoshaphat, he knew to go to God. Amen? He knew to go to God. And so some of you may have a tough situation in your life. It, it, you don't come to me and, and, and uh, you know, it's not a confession box. We don't believe in any of that. But King Jehoshaphat went to God in prayer. And you can read these, all these verses, verse 1 through 12, just to give you, you know, in your own time. But to, just to paraphrase for the sake of time, he went to God and he said, we need your help. This is bad. And then he started reminding God, you know, well, you delivered this people. And he started reminding God of his ability. Amen. Matter of fact, he called a fast. You know, he decreed, he called a fast for the people. He said, you know, y'all, we got to have to pray and fast and seek God's hand and his help. 
We need this. So he, he did not go, you know, just to the priest. He went to God. He went directly to God. But what I want you to, to, to see here is he said in verse 12, all the way down, he says, Oh, our God, wilt thou not judge them, those enemies that come against us? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do. You ever been there? Come on, church. Lord, I don't know what to do. I need help. I don't know what to do. He said, we don't know what to do. But our eyes are upon who? I told you maybe it was Sunday or Wednesday. I'm not going to be the subject of anybody's idol worship. You're going to worship God. But through his order, you're going to be blessed. And so King Jehoshaphat went to God and he said, I don't know what to do. And he asked for God's help. But now here is what's important. King Jehoshaphat prayed to God and God answered his prayer. Come on, church. He answered his prayer by speaking to the priest. Oh. Some of you are going to have some situations and not know what to do. And you're going to pray to God and God's going to drop a, a word on me. Come on, somebody. And it's going to be released into you. Amen. You'll just be coming to church, minding your own business and getting the instruction that you. I didn't even know all the details about your problem. But all of a sudden you came and you got instruction and you got timing and you got deliverance, direction, all released. And I told you before, this is corporate counseling. You're praying to God. Come on, you ever been to church where you feel like it, it, it seems like I've been at your house? Come on, like I've been at your house with you, involved in some of those conversations? Amen? That's not me. I wasn't there, tell you the truth. I wasn't there. There's no tracking devices in the church. Amen? I was not there. But that's you praying. If you be in order, watch how this even intensifies. As you step into position as a king, watch this thing really start working. You step into position as a king and then watch God. You'll be praying, God, I don't know what to do. I need some help on this situation. This is bad. And the next thing you know, God will be speaking to me. Your name will pop up in prayer. Glory to God. Man, I wish I had more time on this. I ain't even talked to you. And I'll be praying and God will be like, boom, there's a king in need. Get on it. Yes, Lord. And I start downloading for you. Oh, come on. I start downloading for you. See, this is God's order. You sent the prayer up to God. Now, here's what the problem is. People have taken for granted the order of God. And so they say, oh, you know, I don't need no priest. I've heard people say, I don't believe in going to church. Amen. And and I just want to I'm not mean, so I don't really say it, but I want to say, well, you don't believe in victory. (laughs) You don't believe in deliverance. Amen. Because you're not going to be able to walk into this victory if you don't go with God's order. We're not just here to just have a good time together. You're here to get something as a king. Come in expecting I'm going to get a word that's going to help me. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to apply it. And so. Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat prayed and God answered his prayer by speaking to the priest flowing in his order. Now look at verse 14. Then he says, 
you know, and, and actually verse 13 just shows you how serious it was. It says, and all of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives and their children. They were all out there. Lord, we don't know what to do. Help us. Help us. This was a serious situation. The king didn't know what to tell the people but to pray. He said, we got to pray and seek the Lord. Now, God doesn't say he spoke to Jehoshaphat. You won't find that in there. You won't find where it says, God said, King Jehoshaphat, here's what to do. No, he did not do that. What he did is here in verse 15, uh, excuse me, 14. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mathaniah, a Levite. And what's a Levite? We've learned in this series. A priest, right? A priest of the sons of um, Aspha. Came the spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord came to who? The priest, right? So the king did what he prayed. He was in need. He prayed to God. How come the spirit of God didn't just come right back to him? Come on. Because God flows in his order. So what did he do? God said he heard the prayer of the king. And so he sent the spirit of the Lord over there to the priest who is supposed to get the vision from God and then release the vision into the life of the king. He never acts outside of his order. Amen. Now, it doesn't mean that you, you know, you you won't never be able to pray because we do have Jesus now and things like that. But I want you to understand the order and importance of things. That's why you got to stay connected. If I say God is taking us somewhere, then you got to trust the priest and know we're going somewhere. If I tell you that, you know, you're supposed to start speaking this or that in your home, you got to listen to the priest. Why? Because the priest has heard from God and this is what you need to do to fix your situation. Amen. The reason why God doesn't have me just totally reading everybody's mail all the time is he doesn't want to embarrass you. Come on. Some of you right now, I can I can get a word from heaven and say you right there. This is what the Lord just said. You better quit doing this. Amen. Amen. Some of you are like, ooh. Is that something that could happen? Yeah. Now, God will do that if the, it, some people are at the, the, the point of, uh, this is a, a real serious sense of urgency. They get too far in their rebellion, and God, for their sake, will say, tell them now. Right. And he'll say, tell them in front of everybody. Because if they don't hear, they're about to die. That has happened. We know of people that are no longer here and they were stiffly warned in front of everybody. And now they're in hell. Amen. I'm telling you, this is the truth. Okay, so if we if we look at this, what um, what King Jehoshaphat did, he prayed and, and God gave the answer through the priest. It was in this order. Now. He spoke to the the Levite in verse 15. This is what he said. And he said, hearken ye all. So the Levite went back to to speak to the people. He said, hearken ye all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou King Jehoshaphat. You see that? He told King, I've been with the Lord. Listen up. We're getting ready to deliver something that's going to bring change into your situation. And as you read this, I challenge you to read it at home, the first parts of it. But man, these people were terrified. They were in a bad way. They they were not in peace. They were all afraid. They went from a bad place to the priest said, listen up. This is what God has released. 
Listen up, King Jehoshaphat. Then he says here, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed of this great multitude. You see this? For the battle is not yours, but God's. Where'd that word come from? That word came from the priest who had been with God, but God spoke to the priest because the kings were in need. The king was on his knees praying, asking for help. And so what God do? He went, spoke to the priest. And now here comes the priest speaking life into the king. Don't be afraid. Just like I tell you every Sunday. Every Wednesday, I'm always telling you, don't pay attention to these circumstances. Don't be afraid. You walk by faith. This thing is going to improve. This thing is going to get better. You trust the Lord. Do what God tells you to do. I've been telling you. Pay attention. I've been telling you. And some of you don't like me preaching on tithing, but that's going to help you get out of your situation. I've told you, you got to tithe. Obey God. Now, as as a priest of today's times, I have an advantage because I have the word. And I have the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost will instruct me as to how to teach the word. So I'm not coming with just something. Now, the priests of old, it, it may have been more difficult because they say, thus saith the Lord. And somebody may say, well, where is that written? How do we know that that's real? It's easier for you because I come and say, here's what the word said. Come on, somebody. Now, the Holy Spirit directs me to deliver the word, but I'll, I'll show you right here. This is what the word said for you to do. And some of you say, I don't know why I got all these problems. I don't know why my body is falling apart. I don't know why my money, every time I think I'm getting some money, I'm losing it. I don't know why I don't have no peace. And then I tell you, you're supposed to tithe or you get cursed. That's instruction. You can say, well, I need another word from heaven or something. No, no, you, that, that was good. Ain't got to be all deep. It's given. Purpose of this series is to show you how God flows through this kings and priests. But it's easier for you because I'm not just up here making up stuff and just saying all this. Stuff. Everything I do here is word based. It's always going to be right there. The word is at the foundation of whatever is preached. And so that makes it that much easier because you could say, well, I don't know. If, I don't know. Was that was that true? Then what, all you got to do is go home, come on somebody, and read it yourself. And, and it will be confirmed in you that it was accurate. Amen? And, and you'll be able to see, you know, that, oh, this is, this is the truth. So what God is saying in this is he said he told the, the priest what to say. And the, and the priest went on, on over there and he, and he released this timing and direction into the, to the life of the people. But specifically the king here. And he says, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by the reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. Then he says here, tomorrow go down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziggs. And you shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeriel. And then he says, you shall not need to fight this battle. Look at this. Didn't I tell you we're getting ready to start walking in some sweatless victories? What you need to do is get in position. You don't listen. Your job as a king is not out there uh, to be fighting all the time. Your job is to get in position and listen to the instruction that's being given. He told them that you shall not need to fight this battle. He says, set yourselves 
stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Now, would you agree that that is answered prayer? Would you be able to see that that is actually what Jehoshaphat said to God? He said, we don't know what to do. And he got his answer from the priest. The priest said, don't be afraid. The battle's not yours, it's the Lord. Go out. He told him even where to go, which side and, and which way, and all this direction went forth. And Jehoshaphat, verse 18, bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the priest. Ah, come on. Who's with me? I'm just, I got to make sure you get this now. Jehoshaphat went to God first with a prayer, not knowing what to do. God then spoke to the priest, told the priest what to say. The priest delivered the message into the king. And what did the king do? He bowed down. Don't let, don't let these people mess this, this order up. Don't let these people that are out here uh, creating, making themselves idols and, and want people to work. I don't want you worshiping me. I do not want you worshiping me. If God releases a rhema word into your life, don't bow down to me. You bow down to God. If I'm just a vessel that he's using, amen, if, I, if he speaks something to me and I give it to you, don't worship me. Don't do that. Don't put me on no pedestal. Recognize me as the priest and the anointing attached to it. Respect me, but don't worship me. Amen. Don't worship me. You got all these people that are trying to make themselves bigger than life. That's not what it's about. It's about me being in position to get what you need and delivering it to you. And then now what? You get that prayer answer. Who are you going to bow down to? Oh, who are you going to worship? Come on, you ain't going to be singing those songs about Pastor Troy. Amen. You, we just love Pastor Troy. and everybody. You're not going to do, I'm telling you, I'll mess up that song. If I ever hear a song like that, I'm going to interrupt it. Mess up your rhythm. I'll just start singing with you, amen, and and just the the tone will mess you all up. (laughs) Amen. But it is to worship God, and you see this happen. That's what he did. Everybody bowed down, and they worshiped the Lord. In verse 19, and the Levites of the children of, of, that's a hard word, the the Cathites or whatever, you guys see it. And, and, and of, the, of the children of the Korite, this is all these, this, man, aren't you glad that you, we got names today like Jackson and, and Smith and, <laughs> you know, somebody, just some easy names, amen? That, that, would, that would be hard. But as a result, they all worship, even the priests began to worship the Lord. They all began to worship the Lord. They stood up, verse 19, stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with the loud voice on high. You know what happens? God speaks this word to me. I deliver it. It helps you. And guess what I'm doing? I'm worshiping the Lord too. Amen. I'm praising God. And you know, when you're getting your breakthrough and you're having a testimony, guess what? I'm going to be worshiping God just like you because I see his plan unfolding. 
I see your life being blessed. I see all these. I'm just going to be praising, giving God all the glory, never drawing attention to myself. Excited about. That's why it doesn't matter as a king. It doesn't matter like, you know, how much God empowers you to give and all that kind of stuff. It's like I'm not going to, you know, put you on a higher place or something because you, you know, what you get. I don't do that. It's just the position. I'm going to still just worship God. If God uses one of the kings to, you know, he makes him. I mean, who's going to be the first millionaire? I don't know who it is. God ain't revealed it yet. Amen. Okay, so when that happens, when, that, when we got our first king, amen, and, and you know what, that tithe check comes in, amen, and, and, and it's all set, settled and done, and it was, you know, uh, just, you know, somebody just, somebody's going to be the first person in this church that has a, a, a $10,000 tithe check, amen. I just, somebody's going, there's going to be somebody that has that. I'm not going to worship you when that happens. You think I'm going to call you? Listen, you, you, you drop a $10,000 check in the church. You think it, I'm going to call you? I mean, now, if it's a tithe now, you, you think I'm going to, now, if you give me a gift or something, you bless me, yeah, I might call you and thank you or something like that. But I'm talking about you, you give to the work of the Lord. You, you, you give a tithe. I'm not going to call you. Hey, sister so-and-so, praise the Lord. I mean to tell you, you got an anointing on you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me, well, let me give you an extra prayer right here today. Amen. I feel the Lord telling me to pray extra for you. You will not get it. And then it goes up to 100,000. See, some of you are not with me, but those, that, that's the next level. We're already on that next level. The next level of kings, you write the check for 100,000. I'm not going to call you. I'm going to worship the Lord. Do, do you understand this? I'm not going to call you and, and, and all of a sudden now, you know, you got an end with me. Oh, yeah, you, you didn't drop the 100,000, so now you got, you got plans now. Come on, somebody. Now you got the vision. Come on. Now, now you got, well, well, Pastor, you know, I got vision, and uh, here it go, and uh, we need to do this right now. I'm not asking for your advice on what to do because you're not to get the vision as a king. I get the vision. You get the provision. So whether you write a check for a hundred or a million, I'm still going to worship God. You will not get an ounce of my worship. Come on, somebody. You won't get an ounce of my. Why do I have to say that? People, they think they can buy their way into Ministry, and they can, and next thing you know, the the pastor's a puppet. Not me. Won't happen. Amen. Because I'm staying in my position. I'm gonna help you flourish in yours. So, in closing this whole series out, they got a chance to step into a sweatless victory because of God's battle plan. The priest was in position. The king was in, he was in position, man. He, he went and he bowed down to God. And guess what happened? When the priest came with the word, he listened. He wasn't no stubborn, hard-headed, stiff-necked. He listened. And as the story continues, he told him, he said, you know what? You're not even going to have to battle at all. He says, you know what? You're going to go in there. And, and they appointed the, the, the singers. And, and they said, you know, you send in the singers. The, the worshipers are going to go before Go before in the battle, and then they're going to go in there singing and praising the Lord. But 
the priest already said, you're not going to not gonna have to fight. So when you're at the gym, all my kings in here, some of you are going to start, you're walking around the block. Let somebody know, this ain't so I can fight. No. You say, no, I ain't getting in shape. Why you, why you all getting in shape and all doing all that stuff? What you, do you think you're going to have to fight or something? No, 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 I ain't going to fight. I got to be able to pick up the spoils. Amen. Come on, somebody. All the stuff I got to pick up is heavy. Amen. I'm talking about gold and silver and all of it. I'm talking about picking up, listen, come on, somebody, suitcases of cash. Amen. How many can just, you know, come on with the suitcase? I got things to do. Amen. That stuff weighs a lot. Amen. Start imagining what it, would, what it would feel like for you to carry a suitcase full of money to do the work of the Lord. How, some of you are like, what? Yeah, think about it. Just envision it as a king. He told them now, all you got to do is go in and take the spoils. And so skipping down, um, basically verse 23, he says, the enemy, there was two Enemies that were going to join together. Well, God set up ambushments. And next thing you know, these guys start destroying each other. So there were two people teaming up. That's like somebody trying to jump you. And they start fighting each other and they beat each other up. Amen. And so this is what happened. They took each other out. And verse 24. And when Judah came towards the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth and none escaped. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to do what? Take away. Come on, church. Take that's a sweatless victory because of God's battle plan. They came to take away the spoils of them. They found among them in abundance, both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped. Come on. Are you seeing this? They stripped off for themselves more than they can carry away. I told you, you got to be in shape, man. When you got to make multiple trips to get the spoils, you can't get tired. You got to be in shape to do this stuff. They had too much to carry. And look, and they were three days. You got to hear this. Some of you are ready to go, amen, but I'm telling you, I need somebody to catch a revelation on this. It took them three days to fight the battle and, and, and kill off the enemy. They had to be in shape. They, man, we was out there swinging that sword three days. I'm tired. Three days to gather the spoils. Come on, how many of you want to just get a little tired from gathering spoils? Somebody, well, you've been gathering spoils for three days and you're like, I'm going to have to take a break. I mean, I'm just gathering so much increase, I need some rest. Lord, can I get some rest? From doing what? Fighting the devil? Oh, the devil, Satan, I just be rebuking him all day. Get in position. And God will empower you to use your energy to grab the spoils. Right? You ain't going to have to fight. Listen, you're not going to have to fight for promotions at your job. You ain't going to have to fight for raises and, and, all, and bonuses. You ain't going to have to fight for that. You're just going to have to receive it. You're going to have to stay in position and watch it come. 
Amen. Because you are in position and God has something he wants to do with your life as a king in the earth. Go ahead and give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen.